University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. Young children will sometimes have tummy aches, but when do they signal a potentially serious problem? My guest is Dr. Barrett Barnes. He's a board-certified pediatrician who specializes in caring for children with gastrointestinal conditions. Welcome to the show, Dr. Barnes. What are the most causes, common causes of stomach pains in children? Because they get tummy aches all the time. Right, I agree. Thanks for having me, uh, Melanie. Um, this is certainly a very common condition. We see it a lot, uh, as do our colleagues out in the community. Um, it's a huge list, so to try to rock and roll through that very quickly can be difficult, but I'll try to do my best. In general, we look at the timing. Is it pain that's been going on for more or less than two months? Uh, what is the age of the child? Are they verbal? Can they express why and where and how? Uh, where do they localize the pain? If we then take that and divide it into things that are more common and often um, that while the symptoms are real, not as necessarily um, harmful, we would say those are usually what we call functional disorders. Uh, they interfere with daily function. Irritable bowel syndrome is a classic example of that. Um, in younger children and school-age children, the most common probably functional disorder is constipation. Uh, it, it's about a third of the children that we see, and it, and it causes lots of complaints, nausea, reflux symptoms, but especially abdominal pain. And then uh, functional abdominal pain of childhood, or what our parents used to call school belly. Um, kids that get belly pain kind of during the school year, it typically gets better on holidays or on weekends. Um, and then even more rare conditions that are still in the functional uh, spectrum, uh, abdominal migraine. These children are having migraines. They're just having more gastrointestinal symptoms than headaches. And then there's the more serious, which are thankfully less common. And those we typically think about uh, in terms of broad categories. Could this be infectious, uh, chronic infections like Giardia or H. pylori? Could this be an anatomic issue? So could this be an acute appendicitis? Uh, is this a chronic inflammatory condition like inflammatory bowel disease? Is this immune-mediated, say, celiac disease? Or is this actually a manifestation of an allergic disorder like eosinophilic esophagitis? And then finally, the last thing we have to think about is, is this truly gastrointestinal or not? Many children will complain of abdominal pain, and it may have nothing to do with the gastrointestinal tract. And so thinking about other organ systems like the uh, renal system, et cetera. Well, Dr. Barnes, you did rock and roll through all of those. <laughs> so, no, that was great. And, you know, when kids complain about stomach aches and, as you say, the school belly and constipation, so common, and, of course, it causes all kinds of pain, when should parents be concerned that it is something more? How do we know if it's just constipation? As, as a parent who keeps track of their children's poop, you know, I know if they're constipated, but not all parents do. How do we know to bring them into you? Exactly, and that's a, that's a great question and one we see. You know, first and foremost, I think any pediatrician, a family doc out there uh, in the community would always want to see your child if you have concerns. That's, if nothing else, for reassurance. Um, in general, we talk about uh, what we call, quote, red flag uh, signs or symptoms, and, and these are concerning um, signs or symptoms that the pediatrician or family doc may recognize, um, anything that uh, would get our attention quickly. So if you notice your child is not gaining weight or growing well, that's not normal. Children are supposed to gain weight and grow. If the child is having belly pain and lots of vomiting that can't be explained, you know, just having one too many, quote, viral infections, um, blood from either end is never normal and needs to be seen right away. Um, children with uh, 
recurrent um, trouble swallowing, um, children with recurrent urinary tract symptoms, uh, any of those things would get our attention, and, and sometimes they can be subtle. Um, you're exactly right. Um, trying to find out, you know, what your child is doing in the bathroom for some families is easier than others. Uh, there are some families where it's totally developmentally normal that once a child is potty trained, they may not discuss or describe with their parents in detail what they're doing in the bathroom. That's normal, but that means that there are times when what they're saying they're doing in the bathroom, they're not, uh, especially with regards to going to poop. So sometimes having that somewhat embarrassing conversation with your uh, um, preteen uh, needs to happen to make certain that uh, they're actually going to the bathroom every day. So if parents come to see the pediatrician and it's determined that it isn't something more serious, Mm -hmm. then what can parents do at home? So you've started by saying, have that discussion, learn to kind of find out what your kids are doing in the bathroom, you know, maybe occasionally take a look, see if there's blood or anything so that you know, what else can we do at home? Are there over-the-counter things? You know, what can we do? Great. Um, That's a great question. Um, Typically, in addition to doing what we just described, making certain that their diet is healthy, um, that they're not having over indiscretions with things that can upset the stomach. Um, Certainly simple sugars is a big player there. Um, So kids that drink a lot of soda um, or where I'm from in the Midwest, pop, um, sweet tea, those kind of things, they can upset the stomach, especially if you overdo it. Um, Kids are getting way too much caffeine. Uh, Caffeine's a great bowel stimulant, can cause diarrhea and belly pain. So really trying to look and see what the ingredients are. Um, Making certain they're having normal uh, bowel um, habits, and then is the pain distractible or not? Can, can you somehow get them to distract? Uh, it will also help. Uh, uh, focusing on it a lot can actually make it worse. And then in terms of over-the-counter, there's really not one great remedy um, out there. Otherwise, there would be one bottle that we'd all get at counter instead of, you know, uh, lots of choices. Um, and it's really hard to know which one to use. Certainly in younger children, toddler, infant uh, age, we wouldn't recommend any of those things. There are some supplements that, that have been shown in the literature to offer some benefit. Probiotics in particular, these are uh, good bacterial species. We are all supposed to be colonized with them. Uh, and taking them on a regular basis can reduce uh, many gastrointestinal complaints. Um, the, the kids that are having belly pain with some reflux complaints or heartburn, uh, trying a topical antacid like calcium carbonate, the brand name there would be something like Tums or something similar like Maalox can offer relief. And if they're having headache at the same time and they're old enough to take uh, medications like NSAIDs or uh, acetaminophen, that's a reasonable choice. It just, again, you don't want to overdo it. You may cause more problems. Um, those are the simple things we usually tell families to do at home. And if, if those aren't working, then, then it may be time to consider seeing the pediatrician again or, more importantly, a pediatric gastroenterologist. Dr. Barnes, I'd like to jump back to probiotics for a minute because this is a great suggestion. Do you have any specific way, I mean, can kids get it by eating a good quality Greek yogurt? Can they get it in a chewable tablet? How do you like them to get their probiotics? So, there, yeah, it's a great question. There are lots of different um, ones available on the market. Um, uh, there are a few that have actually been studied in the literature, a few species and, and, and multiple species. And, and typically um, that part of the market um, is, is there are lots of varieties now, so powders, uh, capsules, and chewable forms. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, yogurt manufacturers have um, started to add those uh, products back in. In general, um, there's not one we think that is better than the others yet. There probably will at some point be a combination that is really proven to be the best. 
Um, and so in general, we just say a, 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 a standard probiotic once a day is probably beneficial. Yogurt is an easy and great way to get it into your child. However, you need to make certain that the yogurt is actually uh, have not just live cultures, but the added probiotic. And they only work if you take them every day. If you stop taking them or use them intermittently, you will revert uh, um, invariably almost back to your native species, which may or may not be what you were born with. It may have changed over time depending upon where you've lived, what you've eaten, antibiotics, etc. This is such great information. And what about preventing the stomach ache? So we've talked about probiotics and good diet. Mm -hmm. Is there something psychologically we can do with our children, Dr. Barnes, to to kind of ward off before they have maybe school belly? or We don't have a lot of time, but, you know, is there a way that parents can kind of just pass it off? Sure. It's, it's, it's common sense things. Hand hygiene uh, during the school year, washing your hands to reduce the risk of infection with soap and water. Um, avoiding, you know, asking your pediatrician or family doc, why is my child going on antibiotics? Is this truly a ba- uh, bacterial infection? So avoiding overuse of antibiotics, making certain they have a healthy diet um, with a variety of food sources, um, trying to eliminate stress and finding he- healthy outlets for stress, uh, physical activity, exercise, family time together, doing things that um, working together to try to re- uh, reduce stress, uh, increasing physical activity, and then obviously paying attention without going overboard to bowel habits, uh, how often they're pooping, what does it look like, any concerns. And why should families come to UVA Children's Hospital to receive care for stomach problems? I can um, give you multiple reasons, but I'm going to give you two quick ones. One is that we have four uh, outstanding pediatric uh, board-certified gastroenterologists, um, uh, three outstanding nurses, one nutritionist, and two administrative assistants that uh, all practice state-of-the-art medicine. Um, A more specific example is you really want uh, to go to a place where you're at the cutting edge, and a good example of that is our um, eosinophilic esophagitis clinic. That's a multidisciplinary clinic within PGI where you're going to see a gastroenterologist, two allergists, a nutritionist, and it's all put together by uh, an outstanding nurse coordinator that allows Dr. Cummins and Tripathi, our two allergists, and myself to think at our highest level. And then we work very closely with Tegan Medico, our nutritionist, to make certain that the families are getting the whole picture. So for a relatively rare disorder, a food allergy problem, you're going to see three different doctors, a nutritionist, and then have a nurse put it all together. And you're not going to get that in most communities. So whether you have a general GI issue uh, and you just need to see a a gastroenterologist that's going to be able to help kind of tease that out, whether it's simple constipation or maybe something more worrisome like inflammatory bowel disease, or you truly have a relatively rare disorder, eosinophilic esophagitis, a food allergy condition that leads to trouble swallowing, um, we're going to offer that all here at UVA in a way that's uh, family-centered and family-friendly. Thank you so much, Dr. Barrett Barnes. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.